What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 248 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games with the future of video games in his hands. Oh, it's just me streaming some games. Greg Miller. Now, Tim, while you were topping off your water or your coffee or whatever <laughs> the hell you were doing, the question proposed on the pre-show was simple. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to be racist to fictional racists? Or races, races. Yeah, fictional races. Racist to fictional races. Because Fran no. just doesn't like Jawas. I like, that, that okay? <laughs> said wow. that, not me. That was, I mean, he that's a like hard jobs. no, man. It's, thank you. Yeah, that's what no, we all said, too. We were like, Fran, not. don't be like that. Fran. This is why you should watch the pre-show, and it was not me. <laughs> I was calling out fictional racism. I said, you don't want to be any kind of racist. Fran doesn't stand by that. No. That's right. Fran, I was really Fran Mirabella is the least racist person I know. I will be damned if you're going to talk about Jawas <laughs> and uh, I would, Professor Egad. Yeah, I was just yeah. trying to draw the line that everyone else was already thinking between Jawas and Egad. Oh, They'll they sound similar. There you go. They do. Put a little on them. Fictional racist. No, that's not racist. <laughs> Their intonation's completely different. Oh no, my it's not, God. nothing about being, it's, is it fictionally racist? That's, <laughs> that's I'm not fictionally racist. I'm Tim Geddes. That's Fred. <laughs> what a way to start a show, everybody. <laughs> we have the former and former Imran Khan joining us once again. Howdy. If you want to get that thrilling pre-show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You also get this show early. You get the show ad-free. You can watch live as we record it. So many options. If you don't want to do that, uh, unlike our Patreon producers, Angel Gutierrez and James Hastings, a.k.a. Good Human Beings, Extra uh, you can just wait and watch it for free later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com, or you can listen to it on your favorite podcast service we like to give you options uh so however you want to consume us you may um fran fran how do you want to be consumed <laughs> i'll let tim handle that cool around the whole cast i'll, about being I'll consumed. consume you dipped in chocolate <laughs> nibbled on by jawas <laughs> like to keep the options open um you can go to kind of funny.com slash gamescast you're wrong as you're watching the show if we mess anything up and then the following week we will let you know what we got wrong. Uh, Imran, I feel like, were you not on the show I was not on last week. Then uh, So we have one from the week before for you. Oh, and then we, we have one from oh, uh, when boy. we did the PlayStation debate. They're really piling up. <laughs> uh, Lauren says on episode 246, Imran said that Tomb Raider 4 was on PlayStation 2 under the name Angel of Darkness. While Angel of Darkness was the first in the series on PS2, Angel of Darkness is actually Tomb Raider 6. What? Oh, I missed Counting two entire Tomb Raider games. I, I was right there with you. Yeah. I totally, I thought it was 4. He was huh. pretty blowing blow my mind. There was Tomb Raider The Last Revelation and Tomb Raider Chronicles that were on PlayStation 1. I don't know that I've ever played either of those games. I definitely haven't. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Out of sight. Out of mind. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Maxwell Broom said, I believe this past week, the episode with the iconic PlayStation games, y'all were discussing difficulty in games, specifically Death Stranding. Fran said something like, just start on hard and you can go down if you need to. Uh, <laughs> when I was watching a friend start, it specifically said you can't change difficulty after starting. Not so true. that's a no-go. Okay, mm, if you're gonna no, write in, you can. Two, you're I, wrong. I definitely did. Make sure that you have the facts because otherwise it confuses us all. Because see, Tim only played for what several hours. He wouldn't mm -hmm. know for sure. You absolutely can change it down. I mean, I've done it, and so you can't change back note, up. I don't think. Yeah, you can. Can you? What it does is it resets you at the beginning of the last um, mission that you're on. Okay. Um, and it just resets you there, so it's fine. So I'm not sure uh, where that information came from. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank we're in our first in, You're wrong a You're wrong. Where we are, you're wrong into you're wrong, but we're not sure who's wrong and who's right. We're going to need some further clarification. No, we don't. Death you Brandy. go to kindoffunny.com right slash gamescast, you're wrong, to let us know the definitive answer about Death Stranding. Can you change your difficulty and then change the difficulty back? I love the promo, but that's you don't believe me, I take issue. It's not I don't believe 80 you. 80 plus I, hours. I would team 
You're not a racist, you fictional or otherwise. Things? Okay. Andy will answer this for us later. Yeah, at some a, point. A fellow Death Stranding. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, seriously, thanks um, for writing it. It is helpful. And today we are brought to you <laughs> by Upstart, Trojan Condoms, Ooh. and Logitech. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll right. talk about all that later. That also sounds like, that that like a good night. I know, right? There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, I want to got my loan approved. <laughs> got my condoms ready. I want to start type on this keyboard with a little. I didn't think you said loan for a second. Star anyway. Wars Jedi Fallen Order updates. Yeah. Uh, we did our full review last week, and Ron, you missed out on that conversation. I did miss out on it. So we had yeah, to have you back here. We have uh, Barrett and Greg working on their hundred percent. There. That's right. Fran, since last week, where you at? Oh, I finished it. Little Jedi Grand Franster. Hell yeah. So I'm trying to throw Fran in there. <laughs> yeah. So you, you stuck are. to Grandmaster? Actually, I did Master about 50% through, and then I moved on to Grandmaster. And we can talk about the difficult stuff later if you want. But uh, I finished You it. went up to Grandmaster? Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, <laughs> big cool. dick swigger. <laughs> um, last week, though, we ended the show with a little Metacritic prediction. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this on. part. Now, th th I'm going to tell you right now, Greg. Yeah. It gets complicated. So um, we had Ash Paulson on last week as well. He yeah. and Greg both came in at 81. All right. Um, Barrett came in at 84. I came in at 85. Andy at 86. Kevin at 88. Fran at 89. Wow. Now, the Metacritic score... Multi-platform game as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where this gets a little Ooh. complicated. If we're going by PlayStation 4, like I imagine Greg Miller would... I'm going by whichever one I won. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation 4. I did? Nailed what? it right 81? on. 81 on PlayStation 4. Um, Xbox One is at an 82. Mm. And PC is at an 83. Huh. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. we'd have to just average the three scores together. See, I didn't think about playing that way, but regardless, I'm way off. But next time, around the block. So, I mean, I yeah. So, no matter how you shake it, though, nobody guessed 82 or 83. So, it's between Greg and Barrett. Yeah. Retroactively, I'm going to make my guess 82 or 83. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we got one. Holy shit. It's crazy. Damn, who's crazy? Crazy how that all works. But, anyways, back to Fallen Order. Imran, let's get your impressions on it. I play, I'm talking about, I want to say, eight hours in. I've done a decent amount of the game, not nearly enough, I would say, to like make it a full review, but I think I'm right before you get the pull powers for the Force, because I'm seeing all these ropes that are like, hey, these are the things that you could probably access if you could just pull them down. Yeah, it's and not much of a spoiler. Yeah. For some reason, you're like a shitty Jedi that just can't like push <laughs> this a little further. But I, I really like the game a lot, but it is immensely frustrating in how unpolished it is. Like, they're... I was telling, I think I said this on Games out. Daily this morning, but like I shoved a stormtrooper into a wall and it just got lost in the wall. What platform? Uh, Xbox One X. Yeah, see, there's your problem, everybody. I assume is that, that the problem? consoles are part of it, but we'll get to Oh, okay. Okay. I assumed, honestly, that would be the best version because, like, marketing wise. Over PC? Oh, may maybe not. But I. Anyway, sorry. I went for that one. <laughs> I. It is a very, very glitchy game. I've had a number of hard locks. I've had a number of things that, hard like. Hard locks? Yes. Jeez. Like, I'll. I will be going up to a thing and I'll start a battle and like just as the lightsaber starts swinging, like that kind of thing. That's crazy. Uh, Never happened to me. I, I appreciate the ways in which it is a Souls-like game, but I think I'm not going to say like From Software is perfect in design or anything. I think they have a very 
strong basis for why they put things the way they do. So, like, there's a couple of times in Fall Order where I don't know if these are meant to be hard fights or they're just fights that I find very hard, but I get to a thing where I'm dying. Frog. Frog, stuff like that. Supposed to. Like, when you first get onto the Darth Maul planet and you first meet those, those Night Brothers, like, getting there each time, like, you die, you head back to the ship. To get back to that fight, even though there is a shortcut, you have to climb this, like, uncharted yeah, style yeah. climbing segment Every which time. is like you cannot do this any faster why is this between like why was there not a better bonfire option nearby here those are the kinds of things that are like they should have put a bit more thought into the design of these because it is just it's pointless frustration I don't yeah it's very old school it's funny uh, I was using that word I'm not excuse me I agree mm-hmm. with you I think at times it's like not fun to do that over and over they dropped in Soulsy, Souls Light I think it's perfect because it's not Dark Souls and it's not Sekiro level like right. the way that it's structured the way the AI works the way the pair all the above like sometimes you just get in a group of enemies too and like it's just it, it feels very different to me than like the reason you play Dark Souls and Sekiro in that is because of the intensity, but it's polished around that. Right. Where this like drops it in, and then all of a sudden it can be frustrating. Um, but I'd agree with you. There's times where you just like die, and certainly playing on Master and Grand Master, you're like, I gotta go all the way back. Um, thankfully, I love exploration games, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of different stuff to say on that. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, no excuse. They needed to come up. Well, it's weird because when you first uh, die, though, right? You do just. Um, or no, wait, if you run out of all your stims is when you reset. But if you fall off a ledge and stuff, it spawns you right there. Right. If your life bar goes out, then you're done. Yeah. You're, you're dead. Which is actually Which is really like, nice. Yeah. Is that when, meaning when you jump and if you make that dumb Uncharted, didn't see the camera or if where you, it was if going, not if you make a mistake, it's if the game decides <laughs> well, that's you what didn't I mean. make yeah. the yeah, jump. You, oh, you didn't grab exactly. the rope? Whoops. The camera sorry. was wonky. Pixel. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I like that it, boom, it just, okay, sorry, we'll drop you right back where you were. Which, which that has caused some game-breaking bugs. Which brings, this is not an issue I'm assuming on, with you on PC because I assume yeah. you're playing on an SSD, but fuck those actually. respawn times. Holy shit. Oh my god. They are like, I've timed it once, it was 45 to 50 seconds. Wow. Oh, wow. I never had that I long. don't have that problem. It's just the PC. frequency, because I keep dying, Yeah, uh, that makes it really annoying. Like, th- it is straight up pull a phone out and look at Twitter, Tom. Like, mm. why is there, there's certain things of, why is there a button that you have to press to respawn sometimes? Like, what is the point of that? Why not it's just... Yeah. for them. Why not just... Because it is respawn. have to say yes. respawn. <laughs> you got to find a spot for like, it. Like, why, why does it just start loading up there? Why does it have to reload this far back? What is it doing in this process? Like, Dark Souls... Bloodborne was pretty bad about this, but Bloodborne eventually got fixed. So, you know, are they going to fix this one? Dark Souls so. is pretty immediate about I it. Hope. Yeah. I it, hope so. Because, yeah, these... I, I hate to hear it. These yeah. bugs. Yeah, I hate, yeah, to, hear I hate to hear it. Glad you guys got it. Uh, watch the kind of funny Halloween pay-per-view if you haven't. Watch they put out a patch this week. Do, you, uh, do, do anybody? I don't even. I've, I've, I don't. There was an update for the Xbox One. I'm not sure when it was. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's fixed that because I this played This is one of those night. ones that I've seen uh, throughout the week for Games Daily. People are like, oh, there's a Star Wars patch coming, but I'm never seeing what the news is that's just coming. Yeah. One day ago, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order just got a performance patch on PC. <laughs> There's new hope for consoles. Okay. So what's it? And I think we should get into that stuff later and let Imran finish. But uh, God, I, we have I'm, a patch that will follow on Xbox One and PS4 due out this week. Yeah, when you okay, guys cool. talked about it last week and some of these glitches, you were like, I'm hovering off the ground yeah, yeah, at times, yeah. and there's loading If there issues. is a ground. And I was like, I, I had played for like 10 hours at that time. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't run into that. I ran into almost strictly uh, Uncharted-type design stuff, which is just, it's not polished enough. It's not bad, though, for me. But it's like, oh, it wanted me to go here. I guess I didn't see that, and it was a little frustrating. But then I figured it out and moved on. But glitch-wise, yeah. I actually experienced basically nothing on PC mm-hmm. and a nice PC setup as well. So anyway, it sounds like consoles 
really brought down the um, the enjoyment of the game because I have a lot of like I'm gushing about it. Yeah, you know, I think no, I'm, I'm enjoying the game quite a bit. It's just like stuff like that, stuff like. I don't think the design of Dark Souls is compatible with a story. Okay, so what I'm getting out of there, like, Dark Souls, I'm not rushing any sort of particular plot points to get further to find out what happens next. Because there is no real plot to that game. It's me discovering the lore and finding, like, the bosses and such that, like, exist parallel to that lore. With Fallen Order, I'm like, okay, I want to know what happens next to the story and to Cal and to the Wookiees and the Kashyyyk and all that stuff. But... I'm dying a lot, so I'm not like inching forward because I want to rush forward and play, like, see what happens next. So I kind of want, like, for me, the design of those two things is incompatible. So that's weird because I, I am on the opposite end where the Dark Souls stuff, anytime I, I don't think I've ever even tried Dark Souls, but Bloodborne, like, when I gave right. that a shot, it's just like, it, to me, I'm like, I'm not invested in this, so it's not worth the, the learning curve. Right. Whereas with Fallen Order, I was like, I want to know what happens next. I want to care about this character. I want to feel like I'm growing. So it all kind of felt like it was moving forward with purpose, right. which kind of felt like the next cutscene was the reward. Right, because uh, Bloodborne is like, a, it's a game where the story is you learning more about the world, and you can't do that with Star Wars, because we know everything that's about the world in Star Wars for the most part. Metachlorians. Metachlorians, obviously. But it's... I want us to know what happens next with Cal Kestis and like with Saw Gerrera, which, by the way, I think an underrated joke in that game is that when you meet Saw Gerrera, it's on the forest path. Of course, man. That's a, that's a pretty good di- or a pretty good joke. Did. Yeah, and it's but, Forrest Whitaker in the game, which is, is insane. It? Okay, I was that's trying to figure out like, huh. like, wow, good yeah, for you guys. Like Disney money. Yeah, but greasy money, baby. <laughs> but it, it, I want to see more about the story, and it like, makes me rush things I shouldn't rush. That I could, Sad. I should like, I should let these. Stormtroopers and monsters fight it out. So just for clarity, are you playing on story mode? No, I'm playing on whatever the... It Jedi said like Knight, the second one? Yeah, the okay. one up so from like, that. I'd call that normal mode versus... That's what I assume. Because like when, they, when they name difficulties like that, I'm never sure. Like, Well, it's like, you've played some action games. I'm like, yeah, I have played some action <laughs> games. <laughs> I have, actually. <laughs> but I'm actually finding this game pretty tough. Fr- it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really tough. The yeah. euphemism of story mode, by the way. They don't want to call it easy mode anymore, and they don't want to call the other one normal mode. I find games are getting away from those two terms for... But if that's the, if that's the way you want to make the game, pl- like if that's the ideal way for the game to be played, calling it story mode turns me off. Really? You see, I, I don't think it is the ideal way for the game to be played. But I, I like the naming conventions. Mm-hmm. I think that it more adequately describes what the experience you're getting out of it is. Where the fact that they show the parry windows too and how yeah. Yeah. people are. And I, I, I feel like, like that this too. game does a very good job of making you understand what it means. It and, does. and even playing Jedi Knight, it being as hard as it is. Being only just once, being the normal of this game, mm-hmm. uh, it, I feel like it gives me an appreciation for the higher levels where right. I'm seeing what it actually does to the parry yeah. and to the different yeah, things. Really it kind of comes down to their intentions for it because, like, this is the thing that pissed me off about Halo too. Was when you go like to the legendary difficulties, like this is the way Halo is meant to be played. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's too hard for me. I'm as someone yeah. who's not really into Halo, like that Rolling. is more difficult than I want to do. So, but I'm also feeling bad, like, oh, well, this is the designer's intention, so <laughs> is this the way I'm supposed to be playing right. it? So, like, so, if story mode, like, it's, it defaults to story mode from the beginning, mm-hmm. like, from when you first choose your difficulty. Right. So, like, does that mean this is actually the normal mode, or is the one up the one they want it me to play? you just want to enjoy the story, and that's how I take it. But, but back to my, the question I was mm-hmm. going at was, you were saying the checkpoints were the problem, but now it almost sounds like you're saying the fights are just, like, kind of um, too difficult at times so which is it? It's kind of a combination of both like, Okay, so I t- if they fix the checkpoints that's not all of it for you. You actually think the design I, I, don't, mind, I don't mind it being too hard Okay. Uh, if, it could be way harder, honestly, but... Yeah, because I've, you've played Souls games, which surprises me, because on yeah. story mode, I didn't try it. I have to imagine it's 
just be patient. Like, they'll just fall over. Right. I platinum pretty much. Every, I platinum Bloodborne, platinum right, Sekiro. Right, right. Like, these are these are not games that are impossible for me. I just, I tend to find this one a little bit so, more frustrating in yeah. general. Just because I, I feel like I'm less in control of my character so than I want to yeah, be. I'm intentionally sticking on this point for a second because it leads, I think, eventually, and I'm, I'm going to wait to get to it, but like this game is all about progression, and you are on the low end of the curve. Right. So you're frustrated for a reason. Uh, uh, that's what I would say. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but What's up, it, Kevin? it intentionally leaves things um, very vacant for mm. quite some time. So when you get your next power, it's like, oh my God. So you're missing, I don't know where you're at, but I think you're missing the right skill choices and progression that it's sort of saying you need to, maybe you should go somewhere else even. Mm -hmm. you know? I wanted what? to chime in because a lot of what Imran's saying, I totally agreed at originally. I think that when we did this, uh, the last, when we last actually week. were doing the review, yeah, last week, I had just gotten past this. And um, I was having a lot of trouble for the first, like, six or eight hours of the game, just not feeling, like, all the flaws you're saying right now that I totally agree, where it's, like, the mechanics, uh, the you know, like, the f fighting people doesn't feel awesome. Mm -hmm. and You're not equipped. Jumping around also kind of sucks. But, like, my update is I am so in with this game. Okay. That, like, once I, like, got past, I think it really was getting force pull. Um, and there was a little bit, like, I was also strengthening my character, so I felt a lot stronger, too. The combination of having... Uh, Enough for, stim for health. And yeah, yeah. And the combination of center. everything uh, really, like, I felt a, like a, a, a jump in... You get over the hump. My characters, yeah, exactly. Um, to the point where, like, I completed the game, love the story, awesome. The ending is phenomenal. Um, do it as quick as possible so you don't get it spoiled, but, you know, it's kind of late for that now. Uh, no, don't spoil. No, no, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> He's not going to spoil it. He's just yeah, saying. Just saying, like, be aware. Stay um, away from anything. When Watto yeah. shows up. We will not yes. spoil it. Let's hear stay away from anything. The lightsaber comes up underneath. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm also to the point where it's like, all right, I finished the story. I have 100% all the planets except for one. And, like, I'm, like, I still intend to do it. that. Yeah. So you I love it, it so much. And I want to stay in that world. And even though, like, when you get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm going to 100% the map, there, there are some frustrating moments. But, like, I love it so much that I'm, like, jumping in that deep, which is something I don't typically do with games. Okay, right. that's exciting. It's like, something you typically do. That's right, Tim. And you're doing it again now. How yeah. is the, the platinuming experience? It's great. I mean, it's, it, I'm where, where Kevin is, right? Of, like, I love this world, and I love the game plan. I love everything about it, so I want to be in it as long as possible. And mm -hmm. so it's the rare game where I'm, like, I want a new game plus for it, or, like, I was thinking about, like, Man, if it came, to, if it was on the X Cloud or whatever, would I play it again there? You know what I mean? And screw out that. The platinum right now is good. It's going well. It's uh, weird. I haven't made as much progress as I want. I had uh, Poe in town this weekend, so I was hanging out with him the whole time. And then we had Stadia stuff to do. And then now we're going to London. So I mean, I'm chipping away at it when I can. I, I think I have maybe two maps to, left to get to 100. percent I'm running around trying to find all my seeds, trying to find all that stuff. And it's the also the thing of I want to commit to it and platinum it, but I'm actually enjoying the. All right, cool. The way they break it down, like, I, I'm sure you saw it, but I don't know how much you got into it. Of, like, sure, there's the chests, right? And then there's the overall 100% of the map, and then there's the percentages for it. Mm -hmm. They make it really, mm -hmm. they make it really um, obvious where you need to go for what you need to do. Yeah. And so when I'm there and I can see how big the area I'm in is, it's all like, cool. Like, I don't immediately go pull up a guide or pull up a thing to go find it. It is, let's run around, let's try to explore. I Have I been back here with all my powers? I'm not sure. So it is that run around, try to figure out yeah. exactly what's going on. I wish there were more things in chess besides cosmetics. Really? Like, it's, 
neat, but I know every time I go to, go to a chess, I'm like, this is going to be a thing I'm not going to change because I, oh. I kind of like there, my current set. Dude, I, that's my, my thing about it where I was like, I'm happy they did it the way they did it because I felt it wasn't superfluous crap. That mm-hmm. was my thing. Because I, I am a, oh, I got a new poncho. Oh, I got a new, th- I wanted to go see it and do it. And like every time I'd get a new lightsaber part and I'd go to a, I'd see a table, I'd stop to screw around with it. Right. It wasn't until a very specific moment in the story where I was like, okay, now I'm locked in and this is what it's going to be going mm-hmm. forward for me. And so I liked the fact that it wasn't some stupid thing I wouldn't knew or a piece of lore I wouldn't mm-hmm. read necessarily. Yeah, I, I agree with the general sentiment. Like, it gets the, the number of ponchos you get. <laughs> the after ponchos a while. are ridiculous. Yeah, and like, meaning I would have gone liked, for way more basic yeah, items. I would have liked more vanity items. And I'm curious is it, did you want to see that? Or are you saying you want to see like a control like system, like mod drops? Like, what would you be looking I for? I honestly like odd mod drops would be fine. I like, I, I don't know what I would want in there. It's just when that I go to a chest, I'm like, I know what this is going to be. And it's not because I guess thematically, this is my own weirdness. Like, I don't want a new lightsaber because to me, he shouldn't have a green lightsaber yet because he's still a pa- Padawan. Like, yeah, that's fair. It, it doesn't make, like, yeah, I'm not going to give him a red that. lightsaber or anything yeah. like that. Like, for right now, he should have a blue lightsaber. So changing that up isn't going to really matter to me yet. Yeah, and you don't find the colors for lightsabers in the chest or anything. You're just at the beginning given. Yeah, the just in general. Like, also, it's hilarious to me. You find this thing deep in an imperial like mine yeah, of mean. here's a fucking poncho in a like treasure chest. <laughs> Taking the fun out of game. <laughs> We're gonna go back and break down games over the absurdity of the way some things arrive. But that's the thing. Yeah, but it's like, like this game, well, you got a laser this, pointer this, in Sekiro that points off of your chest when you're targeting enemies. I mean, like, but like thematically, this game does so much good. Of like, this makes me feel like a Jedi. Like it's it is thematically even though it has the same kind of mechanics as control, it takes it a, to- a totally different direction in how you like gain and recharge your energy, which oh, yeah. puts it in a different way. Because like control, the idea is you're always doing something, mm-hmm. straight up. And in Jedi Fallen Order, you need to be like, you're always still doing something, but it's not always offensive. It can be defensive as well, and that's how you yeah. like get yeah, through. I, I think Jedi Fallen Order is an adventure game, and uh, control is a combat game. You know, I'd argue they're both combat get, games, but yes. This is definitely See, I, a combat I look at this as a combat game. As somebody that doesn't yeah. dive into those games, this is very much combat. You need to be good at combat to be yeah. able to you, Oh, you absolutely do. Progress for at all. Yeah, but you also need... Okay, that's fair if you're <laughs> rating it on how good you need to be. But I was getting it like, for me, the combat's like 50% of it. I mean, the other... If, if even less than that, forty five percent is combat. The really, fifty five percent is the exploration, and action, the adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meaning just the wonder of like exploring the planets and all that. All these moments of fighting. Like meaning, I'm excited to use my powers. Well, that's the thing about it right now, where I'm at with it. Of the you know going through and platinuming it is the idea of like suddenly there's this new aspect of the game there was before obviously of exploration but mm-hmm. now it is very much that I am there and sure I'm never I'm never thinking about killing the people I kill them or whatever and then it is like stand around and look around yeah, and figure that up and like have I climbed up there and climbed up there fuck no come down and do the same thing like I'll be running around for what dozens of minutes with no enemies because yeah, I kill yeah. them all before I make them respawn or something. I do think it's funny that like as a Jedi Knight, they said there's going to be no like Sith moral choice, whatever, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. game. I think it's funny that as a Jedi Knight, I'm basically a Sith of like, I'm just going to keep re- resting and resurrecting these people at this point. I, I just want more XP. Because I'm going to keep <laughs> farming. The, the like this Stormtrooper is having the worst like, yeah, yeah, yeah. nightmare experience <laughs> of his life. When I was trying to get the trophy for hitting them like, three in a row with a lightsaber, it was the same thing. Yeah, I've like... Fuck, that should work. And I respawn them all, respawn them all, <laughs> respawn them. These guys, they kept dropping in. Yeah. Like, because yeah. the fucking game and how... And it's interesting, like, a lot of games do try to explain that, and at some point, I guess they just gave up. Like, Sekiro doesn't bother to explain why yeah. you're just popping everyone again. So, like, Dark Souls is, oh, everyone's undead. No one really dies. 
Uh, Ward's like, we have some like weird Cthulhu thing going on here. Yeah. And Jedi Fallen Order's like, I don't or know. Or a video game, enjoy yourself. Yeah, meditation. You know I mean? But see, shit. the thing that I have an issue with the, the video game, enjoy yourself, and this goes to the cosmetic stuff as well, mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't bother me. But it does bother me when it's compared to how realistically they treat the the ship landing and the checkpoint system and having sure. to get back mm-hmm. to the ship where it's yeah. like, right. it's all in real time. Yep. You know, it's like there aren't these moments where he's kind of like, we're jumping forward. It's like, if your ship's over there, you got to get back to your ship. You can't just teleport because yeah. they yeah. can't teleport. You need to get back there. And uh, when you when you die and you have to get to the, the boss again, it's like, if the game's going to do that, I feel like there's just little great things point. they could have mm-hmm. done That's a great point. To, to make the world feel as real as that does. And again, th- that didn't really take me out of it because I liked the lightsaber stuff like that was definitely mm-hmm. enough for me to be like every time I saw a chest I was like please be a fucking lightsaber part like, I just <laughs> yeah, wanted yeah. to even know what this could look like especially once you start getting them and, and realizing what the names are where yeah, you're just yeah. like, yeah. You're like, like I was oh, looking man, for power I and control really, I really like this emitter I want to know what its handle looks like or I want to know whatever it's like you, want to you made me care yeah. about collectibles. That's yeah. awesome. And you also made me not care about ponchos, which sucks because <laughs> like it, that should have been something that I was stoked about but yeah. it was pretty clear couple hours in where I'm like, oh, man, I'm not getting another jacket. Why can't you sit in the cockpit chair until they let you? Because it goes back to the timing thing. I (laughs) I feel like they're they're trying to make it feel like things take time to get to the place, which I half appreciate and I half feel is at odds with other elements of the game. Just in a distracting way, just in a way that's like, I, I feel like that promotes you Checking the ship out. Yeah, and, exactly. And, but I want to be there because they're talking lets, while I'm doing that. Like, they're having a conversation about the lore they, of the place I'm going. So I can't, like, walk somewhere else while they're doing that. I mean, the easy answer is it's loading. And so they want you to have the freedom to move around while it's loading. And then when it's not loading anymore, they say you can get in the chair. But I That's, wish, I believe. I just let me be in the chair whenever I want. I, yeah, but I, then you're, there's nothing to do. I do know? wish the, P, like, the PA system picked up their plates. conversation yeah. instead of it getting quiet and quiet. That would be yeah. cool. Because it's like, I want to change my lightsaber, but I do want to hear this conversation. And then I don't want to have to wait extra time. Yeah, like you know. I, I agree with that. By the way, like yeah, yeah. sometimes I'd accidentally even walk just a little too close to the door. So like, sorry, oh, need we'll a talk about that later. I'm like, no, yeah, we'll talk about. <laughs> I want to keep oh, playing. I know. I was yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh well, we landed. I'm gonna go onto the ship. Yeah. Oh wait, Sierra just said something, and a choice just, just popped up. But now I've moved a foot too far, and I'll never get the conversation. You should just have like a little hallmark calm speaker you know on his I can't shoulder, fucking like, wait for fun. Jedi Fallen whatever the hell to yeah you yeah. know what I mean I feel like it's gonna be such a step yes. above this one of just like polish and just care and these yes. little tiny things Star Wars you, Jedi uh, greasy money there we go so man. everybody here playing on money. console is that right <laughs> Xbox One X yeah hmm. PS4 Pro PS4 Pro hmm. oh. Can I say a few things about it? Absolutely. Uh, so, so, yeah, like, I went from um, being here and being like, oh, wow, this is scratching an itch because I love Metroid Prime above all. Yeah. Uh, and Metroid games and the style of just, like, being stripped down to nothing and like, you have to earn this and explore and the wonder of, like, oh, man, like, I, you almost know what to do, right, when you see the hanging rope, like you're saying, and you see this other, you're like, well, I know I can push that over, but I don't have that power. Um, and so the excitement of, like, I can't wait to come back and, and explore. So because this game does this, I was excited. But, yeah, like, almost going back to what Imran was saying, the in the beginning I was like, yeah, like, it was a little flat in terms of combat and stuff. But I think I intuitively understood. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't have any powers, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm waiting to get all this cool stuff. And all I can say, now that I've finished it, um, I, I think this game is awesome. It is an absolute top contender game of the year for me. I think it's underrated. I think because I played on PC, like I know we talk about this as uh, you think somewhat it's of underrated. a joke. Underrated? Yes, I do. 
Whoa. I think, and here I'll give you a few reasons. One, I think a lot of people play it on console. And so in that sense, I don't think it's underrated. I think that the technical issues are getting in the way of what they have. In oh, man. I, I don't, I, I've had technical yeah. issues. Those are not the, the reasons okay, that I But I, I think they're issues. taken away from it. I think the other part of it is, in addition, so again, I played at 60 frames. I didn't really encounter technical issues. I encountered design issues, like I said, like where I'm like, ah, freaking camera. Oh, like, my God, God. Oh, I yeah, slid that, down this That slide. camera really fucking loves the wall. Yeah, yeah. And I ran into all, well, not like a ton, but enough issues to be like it's frustrating mm -hmm. but i think the other reason is this is star wars and it is actually yes. respawn and it is ea and there's a lot of expectation for what this could be like you just said and i think we all go down that road of yeah. like we all wait for the moment when breath like we get skyward sword and we're like yeah like i it's zelda it's all right it's good you know and then you finally get breath of the wild and you're like that's that's what we needed you know and anyway what i'm getting at is i agree with you that uh, Star Wars Jedi 2 Fallen, whatever it is. Star Wars Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi 2. It's weird to say that because I feel like it needs the colon now. Just call mm -hmm. it the sequel. <laughs> the sequel to Fallen Order. That sounds nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The sequel to Fallen Order um, I think could be amazing. But We might not get a sequel, honestly. The, it runs out the deal. I, I think they're absolutely six months into making the next one. Mm -hmm. I think we'll the see. game has all of the awesome things. It brought all, everything together that I love in gaming. And so, anyway, taking a step back. By the time I got to the end, had all my stuff. I had a couple moments that I feel like I have not had in gaming in a while. Yeah. Where I was like, let's go. Holy cow. Like an actual sense of like elation. And it is because, and it's why I love Metroid Prime. Like when I played Metroid Prime, I could not believe the curve of progression. It was so smooth. Like you start off with like nothing and you're a bounty hunter with nothing. And it's funny how similar this is. You scan stuff and walk around and little by little you get these new things. And my personal excitement, because again, I geek out over games like this, as you can tell. By the time I got to the top end of the curve, I was giddy of like, I was like, let's go. Like, I was just like so excited to have the moves and the upgrades. Now, of course, there's things that I would change and want more of, but again, it gave me something I feel like I haven't had in a while. And then, no spoilers, but I literally, for an ending of a game, I have not smiled and had this level of excitement. I'm not even kidding. And you're not a story guy either. I was streaming, and I actually might zoom in, like, no sound on my face. Like, I. I could not control the smile on my face of the way that they I did felt. did it, man. It's Star Wars as fuck. Exactly. Good Star Wars. And it, yeah. that was it. And I'm not even like a... I, I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan because it's in my blood from being a kid. And so even when I saw the new Rise of Skywalker trailer, I was like, okay, like this is kind of sentimental to me. Like the... Never mind like all the gaffes of what happened in the Star Wars universe that we look on and we're like, ah, it could be better. I was just so excited that this is coming to an end and it meant something to me, but... Anyway, in the game, the gameplay itself, though, too, never mind the story. The story parts were awesome at the end, but just the gameplay, the battles with these enemies, they, um, you get into these moments where it's all just kind of like cinematic blocking, mm. and they change the structure of, like, when you're fighting regular enemies, like, you can get hit pretty hard. Like, that's what's funny about it, is you get hit with, like, a laser from a droid on Grandmaster, by the way, and it's like 70% like of your health, you're like, Mm, I hate this at times. But when you get into these battles with some of these bosses and it's like, you can do all these cool moves and uh, and you can do all this cool stuff. And I was flipping out at how good it felt. And I also, that's where I get into the unrated part. Never mind for me, they brought together all these pieces of games that I love. And I think that, yeah, the sequel is going to be a banger. Not announced yet, by the way, but I just really strongly believe based on how good this is, it'll get there. But uh, they brought all these amazing things together. But then, again, you look at combat like this and how good those fights. I personally think how good those fights feel at the bosses. And uh, 
I don't know what Star Wars game has done it this well at all, and I think it deserves more credit for all those things coming together despite some of those technical issues. Yeah, I think I'm that weird. I love it. I'm the transitionary phase where the game is now expecting more of me, and I don't know yet that I'm capable of that quite or at this current moment. Because it's like it's those situations where, okay, there's 15 stormtroopers. I fought a bunch of stormtroopers already. But this one's hard because I'm trying to fight one while like, three are yes. shooting me in the background. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I just died to a, a set of people I should not be able to, or not, should not have died to. Yeah. And it's like, that's the part where it's frustrating me. But hearing you and Kevin say that, like, it gets way better after that part. It, yeah, it does. And I would hope on story mode that it makes it a lot easier. I will say that, ironically, I think the combat is some of the, like, those moments, the um, not the boss stuff. All the like littering, Mm you know, littering the landscape with enemies here and there is some of the weaker parts. It's not bad or anything, but it can be sort of annoying and frustrating the design. And I think there's when you look at the difference in a boss design versus what happens out there, I'm like, I'm trying to just kill this dumb stormtrooper. And frankly, I actually want to get into a parry fight, but this dumb laser droid is shooting at me and it will not shut up. And so I get caught in this like, okay, you want me to use my powers, but this guy's being annoying. And it actually takes away from the enjoyment of those. And actually, for me, was some of the weakest parts. And on Grandmaster, by the way, what I can say is bosses and stuff I thought were great. One of the bosses uh, was really difficult. Um, one of the more mysterious bosses, you guys know who I'm talking about, um, was really tough, but it was enjoyable. But um, I was getting it with regular enemies. Like, they really ramp up the AI, like, all of a sudden. And then there's a few moments in the game where they just throw a ton of enemies at you. And frankly, it's annoying on Grandmaster. So The security um, droids that's are, it, are yeah. so funny to me where it's, I mean, there's They're the big trailers. floating it's, ones with the... The K2SO from Rogue One. Like, oh, oh yeah. the ones that just like zip around. They don't even hurt you, do they? The ones that like no, grab no, you. No, no, the grab ones. ones. Okay. Yeah. The bipedal ones that grab you. Oh, these are the yeah. ones that hover. The humanoid ones. No, no, no. no, 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 no they're, about, they're on two legs. Oh, the big robots. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not Star Wars lore guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody it's, in the chat's like, <laughs> It's so funny because it's like they, you know, they have their own unique challenge that they have. And if they grab you, you're in the animation or whatever. But my God. The pre-canned animation when you kill them. Yeah. Yes. It's like, why is, Why are they so sad? Like, they're like, <laughs> like they don't die. And they don't want to die. And I'm just like, I don't know why I like that, man. I feel, I feel too, too bad. <laughs> like, it's really graphic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I enjoyed the mix-up. There was definitely mobs I could have done without. There's the one in particular where, I mean, no the, spoilers the and stuff. Not even, well, I, I guess more towards the middle, I think, where uh-huh. you have to come out and you eventually have to shoot. Uh, you. It ends with a... Another ATAT getting yes. dropped in, right? That was one yeah. of those. Where I was like, that was like the fifth time where I was like, oh, yeah. fucking god yeah. damn it. And it was like, I knew in the middle of the fight because there's dudes with flamethrowers. If I didn't take them out right away, I was yeah, like, wow, the yeah. this fuck. That one yeah. could like, the timing can get real bad on you because yeah. that ATAT will just drop at some point. Yep, exactly. You don't have to like yeah. kill yeah. enough enemies. You're not spawning him. Yeah, 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 so like, there was a point where I was dealing with that droid and the enemy shooting from above and yeah, the ATAT yeah. at the same time. That exact, this is my example. It's like, just give us the ATAT and designed that to be the fight. And right. that's it. Like Cuz when I get need... to that 8080, I'm out of force yeah. power cuz like I haven't I had to use it on everything else at that point. Yeah. And I think those are the refinements hopefully we would see in a sequel. Cuz again, I feel like they were like, let's do this with 8080. And then they're like, and we'll put a few enemies here and there. What do you guys think? And they're like, all right, we're focused on boss designs, you know, right. outside. Yeah. I think that's the one for me that stands out as a problem. The rest where it was that I was trying to fight like a, you know, a, a guard, or what do they call them? The the Inqui- not inquisitors, but like the guys the, who are all in which, black with the purple double? dudes. Well, any of these guys, yeah. they all have a, ty- a bracket. Oh, inquisitors. I, I forgot their name, but the ones that are just hunting the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. the purge troopers. The purge yes. troopers. Yeah. Thank you. Well like I, when I have to take out some you know mealy mouth stormtrooper around him, I yeah. was fine with it. But I, I, to your point of like I, you know, I talked about it last week that I adore this game, and it is because of the moments and the payoffs and the way it all comes, and especially I think the way that 
the game does make you feel like you are not a Jedi for so long, yeah. except for the moment when you become a Jedi. And, it makes and from sense there the on out, like, you know what I mean? It was awesome this weekend to see Poe start it. And first off, be blown away. He was just like, oh, we couldn't believe yeah. what he's seeing, what he's that playing. That first right? hour is great. And then, you know, he went and did something, or we went, we went out, and then when we came back, I was like, I'm going to just grind stuff, you know what I mean? And so for him to see now my thing and, like, have that... You know, the beginning of the game versus the end of the game, Cal. It was like, oh, man, like, I forgot how far we've come, really, because yeah, right. I'm just, like, fucking decimating everything. It feels so good. So you say that you adore the game, but you guessed it'd get an 81. Is that uh, – I understand you're not guessing on your score, but where would you – I know we don't score That's stuff, but are question. you on a higher part of the scale at this uh, point, I'd be higher than 81 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the same It's the same thing that I think I would get hung up on, right, where I, I – like, Far and Away, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order is my game of the year. Like, uh, a week removed. Yeah, Far and Away. Yeah. Like, I just, it's yeah, way up there for, for me. me. I just got to decide. <laughs> me too. I'm 50-50 on it. And so it's so hard. to. It's fun to be us and just be able to talk about games and whatever, and there's no right or wrong. Or if I was sitting at IGN reviewing it, yeah. it would be that struggle internally of, like, I love everything this game right. does, but it fucks up these yeah. things. Yeah. Can like, you how pass how, these things? What do you give credit yeah, for? Yeah, like, oh, but the story, and then... Do but the like, glitches I can't take fucking away. grab this rope. Why am I jumping on a thing and still having to hit L2? Why okay. am I blowing so long? Why what? am I floating off the ground? Yeah. <laughs> Are you, can you give him, like, a 10-point range of where this sits for you as someone who's finished the game now? I mean, I would be high 80s for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... Exact I think boat. that's fair. I think when you get to nine, you is get when you're like, nine oh, I feel like that. I mean, yeah. I feel like I love it as a nine plus, but I don't think as an objective reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if is. I'm sitting there talking about the, you know, the brass tacks of the game and what it what is broken legitimately and what are bad design yeah. decisions and legitimately. Versus, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's when it gets in that thing of like I wouldn't be. I, my review would be glowing, and I'd be like, but I had all these problems, yeah. which is why it Hope brings it down here. They fix it. Because what nine is outstanding still, Jan? Wasn't that the it's, uh, it's fun that I can't remember that anymore? I thought it was, it's something amazing. That it's amazing. I thought it was yeah. amazing. That master. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as like a Star Wars fan, I'm so happy there's like a good Star Wars. Oh my god! As a Star Wars fan, I think this is a ten. Honestly, yeah. As a game, I would say it's probably somewhere around the eight five range. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, like, towards yes. that, like, be the Star Wars ness of it kind of pushes it forward for me, like Push higher it, up yeah. than it's probably. Sh- Totally, but like, I mean, here's yeah. the thing: higher than it should be, but like, I don't, I don't know that that's true. Yeah, that's not they a, that's not a the bad Star thing. Wars game. They nailed the experience yes. in video game form, so it's like I give credit to that. And so, so many people have tried. Somewhere in the middle, failed. if I had to give a score, I'd probably give it a eight point nine. Mm-hmm. So like, not I feel like nine's a little too high. Eighty nine. Yeah. Would you say that was my guess for Metacritic? There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, Metacritic, it, though, that's hard. No, no, I know. That, that, <laughs> I understand the average so, of, yeah. like, everybody. And I, I would actually that's wonder if everybody finished it. I kind of wonder if some people gave up on some of those scores. But um, but anyway, I, that's what I was getting at. I feel like this game is, and I, I guess I didn't say it on the show yet. I said it to you guys, but uh, it is about the sum of all parts for me. And I'm, I go through this with a lot of different games. Like, Death Stranding is the same way. I'm like, these menus are going to drive me up the wall. And I love this game. Uh, Death Stranding for a lot of reasons. Um, and this game has that. It's got technical issues. I was lucky to play on PC, though. I really, <laughs> now hearing about some of these issues, I'm like, holy cow, loading taking that long? It's awful. And I'm like, not it's not even consistent. SMD. Like, sometimes it'll take like 10 seconds, sometimes it'll take 50. It's crazy to me. So it's really unfortunate. I, I hope that they um, bring out a next gen, you know, port next year, ultimate editions, whatever, you know, some of this in between time. And maybe that version. I just hope be, they fix it like over the next couple of months. Yeah, well, that'd that'd be too, that too. Yeah. But. Looking at meaning, I want to see all everything running at sixty frames 
plus and just working. It's phenomenally. never going to happen, Fran. And then, you know, we'll mostly just have to deal with the camera stuff and some of those things, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think they'll really do that? That they'll patch that? They'll I patch know, some things. I imagine some of those things. I, again, I don't think that those things are real issues. But I, mean, I also they, think they yeah. would knock it down in terms of like how perfect is this game. But like, but the it did not get in the way of my enjoyment okay. at all. I just think that the amount of loading. So it's like, yeah. I don't think any patches are going to fix that. It's just the design of the game of where loads happen. Yeah. Like, that's what's yeah. inconvenient. I do think this game came out too early. Like, it should have, yeah. if it came out in March, I don't think it would have been like a banger. But obviously, right, they could have smoothed yeah. it out. You can't. Like, there are some licenses, and we'll talk about one of those later, that just have to come out when they come out, regardless of, <laughs> you know, quality or all else, really. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, let me tell you about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are sponsored by Logitech. I am extremely excited about that. Specifically, we're sponsored by the G19 Lightspeed Wireless RGB Mechanical Gaming Keyboard. I have never used a mechanical keyboard before, and I've switched over for the last week once they sent me this. I absolutely love it. It feels so good. I love the customization options, being able to make it, of course, 50 shades of blue. That's the way that I like to go. But there's so many different options. There's a a really easy-to-use program where you can download new color sets and stuff. I love it. I've been having a great time using it. I'm very excited to play around with it with Kevin as well. I feel like this is the type of stuff that's right up his alley. Um, it feels super great. I know that there's been a ton of people like Tom Bach, our boy Tom Bach. He's loving the Logitech headset as well that they that they have in this line. Um, there's a whole line for the the gaming um, the gaming stuff with the the G9115 wireless gaming keyboard ex- specifically is in the Logitech G category. All really cool stuff. It is the most advanced gaming keyboard ever made. Logitech has combined sophisticated design, cutting-edge technologies, and breakthrough engineering to bring you the ultimate wireless gaming keyboard. It has such a nice, sleek look. I love it. It looks very professional, and it really kind of brings my desk together in a a way that I I needed. It was like the last final bit there. There's a premium quality inside and out, incredibly thin, beautiful aluminum alloy top plate, ultra-durable keys. My God. All this great stuff. Um, and there's this fun little, like, scroll reel on the top that, like, adjusts the volume. And it just feels right. I feel like a lot of times scroll, scroll wheels are not as tactile as I want them to be. I'm having a good time interacting with my content. Uh, for a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off any products, any of their products at LogitechG.com. Use code KINDA for 10% off today. That's 10% off lo- all Logitech G products with promo code KINDA by going to LogitechG.com. Use code KINDA. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited about this. We're brought to you by Trojan, baby. STDs are at an all-time high in the U.S. with half of all new STDs occurring in young people ages 15 to 24. That's crazy, man. This could help them right here. Condom use, it's on the decline. Only one in every three sex acts involves a condom among singles. 62% of couples stop using condoms regularly after the two-month mark in a sexual relationship, and 78% stop using condoms after the six-month mark. Despite common fears of judgment or embarrassment, only 2% of people actually pass judgment when they see a guy buying condoms. There's nothing cooler than buying condoms, honestly, man. Like, here's the thing. You gotta stay safe. Rule number one, Nick Scarpino. Always wear a condom. That's the thing. you got to stay there. Love and sex stuff. We've been saying it for years. Um, Trojan brand condoms help protect against both unintended pregnancy and STDs. Trojan has the reliability of a brand that has done this for over 100 years. You've heard about them. You've heard all about them. It's Trojan, baby. In a modern and evolving world of sex, one filled with swipe rights, dating apps, and emojis, Trojan's here to be your guide as the most trusted brand in sex. Pick up Trojan condoms wherever you get your 
condoms. Uh, you can even go to Amazon.com slash Trojan condoms to get yours now. You can pick up Trojan condoms at Amazon.com slash Trojan condoms or wherever you get your condoms. That's the thing. They make it so easy. Look at these, man. You want some ultra rib ecstasy? It's there for you. You want some Nirvana collection? Go for it, man. You want some uh, G-Spot? Stimulate where it counts? Options are there, man. And there you go. The Magnum, baby. Uh, get some Trojans, man. Pick up Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms. And finally, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard. Especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter, smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high-interest credit card debt. Uh, we always talk about Greg Miller making his pilgrimage over from Mizzou to San Francisco and all the credit debt situations he got in there. Upstart could have helped him out. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They understand you. Uh, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Next day. Uh, over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit card uh, debts and meet their financial goals. You can see why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your upstart rate is checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit that's upstart.com slash kind of funny and now that we're back this is not a sponsor but best friend out there austin uh came to the kind of funny world tour meet and greet for san, san francisco. francisco and he showed us this thing that he had called well i'm not going to say the name anymore the name's they changed the name the name's changed probably for a reason but it used to used to start with switch and it doesn't anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, but it's now called the fixture s1 kev can you bring this up there's a indiegogo we've talked about it before <laughs> and uh all right hold on and we use this thing all oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, we talked about this a ton, right? Yeah. Like, this is, and I, every time you see me put up a plane photo, I have my Switch in it, and everybody's always like, what is it? Where is it? So, essentially, you can see here, Kev, if you could now pump to me real quick. You just you put your Pro Controller in here. You put your Switch right in there, and it's super versatile. Now, here's the thing. There's now version 2 of this, right? Mm. So, this is the you can get the Founders Edition if you go to Indiegogo right now. Uh, we've been using like the V1, and there's a, a bunch of different man. differences. The key difference, though, is you can now charge your switch while using it. Oh, nice! Uh, just because of where oh, the, the holes fall and stuff. And like this thing is legitimately awesome. You I can love use it, it as a yeah, stand. You can charge your controller, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, you can check it out now. Twenty dollars for the the production model, or if you go down, you can get the Founders Edition for a bit more. You can also get your name engraved on it and stuff. Like right here, it just says Founders Edition. Um, he made me a custom blue one. I don't know if he'll do that for you, but <laughs> if, you if you ask nicely, maybe wow. you will. Anyway, it I just like he sent us the new ones. I wanted to show them off again because they're legitimately so it's freaking like awesome. This, but for a switch, basically. Yes, and th it's the fact that it has like it's built ready for the switch to just slip in, mm -hmm. and it's super good about the angles it can get. Yeah, you can get all yeah. sorts of balancing over the controller where yeah. it's like not too high. I Something like, I like is I'm um, here. If you're an audio listener, I have the clip for the Xbox uh, controller, right? And like the range of motion on this is so limited compared to that. Yeah. To not to mention yeah. now you can with the Xbox One, but not with or not comfortably at least with uh, the, the Stadia. Stadia yeah, one. I was trying to adjust. You can uh, what you, the other awesome thing about it is you can pop it the controller out, leave the switch in, and then it becomes a stand. Right. So like I'll be yeah. at an airplane table and I'll set it up that way, and then I'll put my controller underneath the table. Yeah. yeah, I do that. Like, that's such an annoying thing for me. Like, let, on an airplane, I was on the airplane playing Pokemon uh, last week, and 
I was trying to just play the game. I had it set up so I had the tabletop things with the standout and the two Joy-Cons. Guy next to me wants to go to the restroom. It's like, I have to just gather all this shit Get up. Get all my toys off yeah. my table here. It would be actually much nicer to just have like one thing. This thing's great, man. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I'll send you one. If not, you can go check out the Indiegogo for the Fixture S1. It's very awesome. But you were talking about Pokemon. I was talking about Pokemon. What are your thoughts on Pokemon, man? Because here, here's my thing. Greg and I are about to get on a flight in hours mm-hmm. to go to London. What? That's and why he's looking at his watch nervously. And <laughs> <I> Not <laughs> be careful. <laughs> and I've been uh, holding off on Pokemon to wait for this, this flight. And right. it's been hard because this one's looking good and people oh, are, are, are raving about it. Have you played yet? No, no, no. I just mean okay. Okay. for uh, you yeah. to do it all on the plane is going to be so nice. I'm, I'm stoked. But Imran, you've been playing. I have just finished the second gym and I'm in like the area right after that. Uh, this, I am enjoying this game quite a bit. As a Pokemon game, it is making a number of improvements in our quality of life, graphical, all that stuff. Like It, it is in every way the next Pokemon generation in a way I wanted it to be. That's awesome. I'll have a quick question There's on that. There's a butt coming. You better be careful. I, 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 before we get to yeah, it, yeah, butt here, the Imran, yes. looking back on the last couple generations, have mm-hmm. you played all of them? I have played all of them, yes. How did you feel about Sun and Moon? Sun and Moon was fine. It, I didn't like X and Y, so Sun and Moon became like a return to form. It's like, okay, they're finally getting what the Pokemon this form was getting a little stale, so they want to change some stuff around on it. And I appreciated that a lot. I yeah. feel like Sun and Moon really made a lot of choices to kind of differentiate it from the previous games, right. at least in, in terms of Structure and story. Yeah, I don't think all the differentiations worked. No, but, I, I don't either. Yeah. But with Sun and Sword, so sorry, Sword <laughs> and Shield, so far, mm-hmm. is it that style of what you're talking about about the making the right changes? For the most part, yes. Like the big thing this generation is, like, so they wanted a bigger, more, I guess, cinematic thing around your journey, not necessarily a bigger story, but like. They're making it more of a because this game is set in ostensibly like Pokemon England, which is the Galar region. Oh, I got now! I like we're going there with this. It's going to be great. <laughs> but like, so it's a more like focus on a football kind of thing. Of what if there was just in a region that was so totally obsessed with the the celebrity of the sport of it, and that's what this game is basically about. So they mostly focus the mechanical stuff around quality of life improvements. So, for example. Like, you don't have to go to a Pokemon Center to change out Pokemon anymore. Mm-hmm. If you just want to ch- like, hey, I just caught this, I don't fucking know, a Choodle, ha- like, th- in a cave. Like, I want to use this in my team because this is a cave full of, like, rock monsters. So, like, I want a water Pokemon. Like, just, you can just change it out. Like, I have a full team, but I'll just change this guy out for this one. And then that's it. That You don't have to run back to the Pokemon Center for every little thing. That You can see Pokemon on the map now. You can, uh, most trainers are, like, very easy to figure out when you're about to get in their eye range and then like they actually will challenge you when you're in their range. So like there's a little v- silhouetting when you like when you're about to get, approach them. So it's stuff like that. It is a much more convenient Pokemon game. The problem I think there it is, is but but once so it you I didn't realize until now how much of Pokemon's challenge was laid in inconvenience. <laughs> that like for for example <laughs> Like, every four trainers on the dot, you will run into somebody who will heal your Pokemon. Four trainers, another, then some, and you don't always have a choice about it. Sometimes you go into a cutscene, and someone in that cutscene will just say, hey, let me heal your Pokemon while you're here. Hmm. So it, it means that, like, certain things of, like, okay, well, I don't have to, the tedium of going back to the Pokemon Center is gone. I don't have to run back all the way there just to heal back to make a little trip back there. But on the other hand, it doesn't mean, it means I don't have to care as much anymore. Hunt. They how do they heal? What what does that even mean? They just like, hey, I have I have items to heal your Pokemon, so let's heal them out. And it just yeah, it's just like do do do, then done. 
Or like, hey, we're running a mobile Pokemon Center outside this thing, and they just like, window goes black, then your Pokemon's healed. Huh. Like there's, for example, in <laughs> right after the first city, there's like a small mine. It's maybe like four screens. It's not long at all. But on each side of that mine is somebody who will heal your Pokemon. So I can just go in there, do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to think that hard about tight matchups or which Pokemon's weaker or any of that stuff. You never did. I mean, you never really do. Make it easier. That sounds. Well, you never did. Butt that I'm not liking, Greg Miller. And you usually (laughs) love butts. I love butts. You never do in a vacuum, but like in like in a gauntlet of different Pokemon trainers and catching Pokemon, you had to worry about it a little bit. Once in a while, it's like you'd be going through Mountain Moon, then all of a sudden you face some poison shit. You get poisoned. You're like, I'm. Yeah, and you should have had items with you, and like that preparedness was the difficulty, and now it's not, because you have people that are willing to heal you just wherever you go. So that's kind of, like as you start going deeper into this game, it's like okay, I understand why you did that. Like experience share is another good example. You have now, no matter what you do, it's not a toggle. No matter what, all of your Pokemon will get some experience when you battle. On the other hand, it means. Before I got to the first gym, I had a team of very evolved Pokemon who were very, like a lot fucking stronger than the gym. <laughs> so yeah, now yeah. I'm like paranoid whenever I go anywhere. I'm like, I could battle these things, but I wanted, I don't want the next gym to be a cakewalk. Mm. So should I? Bo- yeah, should I bother doing this? Like, do you I have to Grandmaster, cons- Grand Franster <laughs> level, man? Do I have to keep like trading my Pokemon in and out? Like, do I not get a consistent team to like? Uh, you know, bond with over the course of a game because they got too strong or like my Sobble, which is the starter I chose, the like water Pokemon that's crying. Like I chose that evolved before I got to the first gym. So most likely on this pace, it'll probably evolve well before like the sixth gym I get to. That Wait, fe- hold on. You were in your second form by the first gym? Yes, before the first gym. Jesus. And so like once I get there, like the pacing feels off to me now. Because for me, a Pokemon game has always been, I'm making this journey with this starter Pokemon. We're going through, and all our, we're all growing together. We're growing as a trainer and a Pokemon team. And then by the time I get to like the 7th or 8th gym, I have a stronger, like a fully evolved Pokemon now. Like It has grown as, with me as a trainer. Now it's like, it's yeah. just going to kind of grow on wall in the background of like so whether I use it battle or not. Do you think maybe this is you kind of putting in what your prior experiences have been? And, yes. And... and, and, and so, but, like, do you think that there's a chance that maybe this game turns out to be a bit different of a structure that will allow for some type of different type of bonding? I think so. I think like idea, I think what they want you to do is, like, go into the wild area, which is a larger, I don't want to say Breath of the Wild style, but, like, a big opener, open world thing that is, like, you can see other people who are online. You can go camp with them, interact with them, and they're, all, like... Larger, Wait, you more. You can do this. You can do that. I didn't realize that. You can uh, s- like get find strong Pokemon there. You can't always catch them because you you're limited by what your gym badge is. But you can find strong Pokemon. So I think they want you to constantly change your team out. I don't play that way, so that kind of bothers me. Hmm. I th- I think what the game is doing is we know you've played the same game for the last seven generations. Why don't we try doing it something different? And I don't like the different way it is. Hmm. That said, I'm still enjoying the game on its merits of like, okay, it's still a Pokemon game. I'm still going to new areas. I'm still finding most, a lot of new Pokemon. There's too many old Pokemon for my taste. But granted, my favorite generation was Generation 5 with Black and White, where there were only new Pokemon. Yeah. So I love playing it that way. But it's, it's still that thing of like, oh, I get to go through here and like, I see a Pikachu in the grass. I'm going to go catch that Pikachu. Or I see this, like, these interesting trainers that are kind of like funny. On the other hand, like, they're also not enough. There's some cut corners in places I don't think there should be. Like uh, early on, you meet Team Yell, who are 
they're football fans, basically, but for a civic trainer. So they're just jerk to, a jerk to you because you're against that trainer as well. And you're, you fight four of them. Two are one guy, one girl. And then it's the same guy and girl again, but they're different people. So it's like, yeah. you couldn't come for different models for this? Like, why did you put two c- a cutscene with this? And you fight them in a hotel, and it's just a white void in the actual battle arena. It's like, you, why is it? It's a 3D environment. Just put it, the 3D environment around here. Size it up a little bit. Like, the, some of the gyms are just green voids or white blue voids or whatever. Like, you know by the story, We're I'm like going to have to go through. We're past that at this point. Yes, we are. And it's ridiculous that this is a license that is bigger than Call of Duty. Why are, the, why are there 3D environments that I'm not battling in? Yeah. The ultimate of Nintendo questions. <laughs> yeah. They have all this money. Why didn't they? If I could just say that about everything. I, I yeah. Perfect question. This was, I, I didn't play any of it. Um, I've only dabbled in Pokemon. I never really have made the time, I would say. But I know that I would, I would enjoy it. I played uh, Let's Go. And mm. it was, you know, it was fun, casual Pokemon, I guess. So what I was wondering is, is folks have grown up. You guys literally have grown up with Pokemon. Um... I saw a lot of commentary about, you know, where's the Pokemon for adults? Do we feel like... This is a Pokemon is, for adults. Is it? Because you think? Some folks are... Um, there's the commentary I'm hearing, and do you think this is where we're at? Pokemon is still kind of for kids, right? And it wants to have a learning curve that's doable, not too easy, but also not crazy, or so call it for adult gamers. Mm-hmm. And this seemed very easy to a lot of folks that I'm, I follow on Twitter. Remove and they cha- were like, no. can I have like a more complex Pokemon? Remove challenge from the equation. And I think this is totally what the Pokemon for adults, because this is the game that's, we know you're tired of playing the last eight gens. We know you're 30 years old and you don't have that much time anymore. So let's 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 do this. Ex- oh, okay. Let's do this experience. I thought you meant time in your life. Okay, like, that's, oh, oh, you're gonna, gonna die, die soon. <laughs> Honestly, why not? Like that same thing. Like, oh, you mean time in the game? I actually thought you meant like you have babies to take care of or something. No, like, that's what I mean. Like you, you do yeah. mean that. Like it you is. Like, he interpreted yeah. his time. In your these life. are all convenient Sit things. Down, like these are all things of like. We know you don't wa- want to do all. Like, we don't, you don't. You're too old for random encounters. You don't have time to play games with those anymore. Yeah, but kids have no attention span, so I could just say, "Well, it's for them too." So where's the? We had it. Kids today are not that different from when we were kids, and we you know, yeah. we had we the same hard problems. Stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't want to say that, but meaning, you know, it, when uh, frankly, a game uh, like deep RPGs, like WoW, Diablo, like I, you can't just throw kids into something like that. I would say they can handle it. I think once they're like ten or twelve or whatever the age is that you really get into like deep mechanics but that i mean that was my question do you guys feel like the mechanics are deep enough um or like is it literally a structure change here that might be the problem or I mean, the is the game itself mm-hmm. ready for more like breath of the wild got i'd say deeper you know that's not a game just for any yeah. any old kid in zelda fan so takes some some depth that is the problem i think with pokemon is that there have been so many reinventions of major franchises in the last couple of years, like Breath of the Wild and like Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. that have been like, we're going to kind of upend what people think and we're going to like make a game that is for those people who have been playing this game for a long time and want to try something different. And Pokemon is not that. Yeah. It is still an incremental improvement for a, a game series that is long past incremental improvement. They didn't do that. They did not revolutionize it. What they did is they made it a lot evolve. more convenient. It, they did not evolve it. Yeah. See what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Like stones. <laughs> no, so it's interesting that you're saying that you think this is the, the game for, for, for adults, the Pokemon right. game. And I get what you're, you're meaning in terms of like the structure changes and stuff, but there's one thing Andy told me that is not spoilery. Um, that porn really turns me <laughs> off to that idea of this being the adult one because I'm like, 
You're telling me the rival still kind of sucks and is just way too nice and is not really your rival? The rival does suck. His name is Hop, and it is very disappointing for me that we finally have a Pokemon game where this is a very personal thing of there's an Indian or a brown main character, and that's Hop. It's he early on, he is such an asshole. Not even an asshole, like not an asshole. He's like, he's very like, oh, my brother's the champion. So every dialogue choice, you, or not dialogue choice, dialogue scene you have with him, he says, like, my legend begins here, and we're going to do well, and, like, he keeps throwing the same three Pokemon at you, and keeps being surprised that you're using a water Pokemon and his fire Pokemon. It's like, shut the fuck up, Hop. Like, stop... Because, like, they kill the pacing, too, of him constantly just explaining the world to you and all that stuff, like, you're a fish out of water, which you're not. But... I've heard that he gets better as the game I goes hope, on. I really hope, because that to me, I feel like is really, it sets the tone for mm-hmm. the adventure that you're on, where I feel like Pokemon, like everyone talks about like the G1ers, where it's like, oh, you're just nostalgic for what you originally played and stuff. But it's like, for me, I feel like Gold and Silver, the, the second gen, being a direct sequel to Red and Blue, yeah. your rival was a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like in the first game, it was cool where he's like kind of your, like a, a brat, but like, in Gold and Silver, they were straight up like a thief. They were like a yeah. bad person. They kept fucking things over as you're going through. And Team Rocket being there, doing some real evil shit. And I feel like they just totally more and more got away from it. And some of the teams got into this like intergalactic, like weird ass stuff that could end the world. So sure, that's it's bad. definitely not that this time. Now they're just football fans, which is cool. Which, but I, yeah. but like to me, it's like all of that sounds rad and so great. But then it's like your rivals should be. So you do run into a guy occasionally named Bede. I think it's a guy that is like he was sponsored by the actual like corporate leader who's in charge of the Pokemon League in Galar, who might be evil. I don't know where the game is going with this because if he's not evil, then it's a really fucking weird pro corporate message this game has. But he, the right Bede, is an asshole to you mm-hmm. in a way that almost makes no sense. I just want you to treat me like shit, man. I just want yeah. me to like want to beat you, and like I don't want when I beat you to be like, oh shucks, man. You're no, really he's not good. like that. How'd you do it? He's <laughs> like, you'll never beat me, which is weird because I've beaten you twice already. Why the fuck are you like this? <laughs> but okay. yeah, well, not Hop. This is Bede. Hop is like, oh well, we both got. Hop is like questioning of it, like, hey, we're both. We both have two badges. Why the hell did you beat me again? Like, why am I not good enough? I'm hoping, like, he kind of, like, goes through I want him to have a heel turn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want a heel turn for sure. Can't wait yeah. for Tim's hot take. We'll Fresh see. Yeah. We'll see, man. Bloody lunch. I, it's I don't, a good, have, it's I don't a, have too many expectations for this game. It's, it's an enjoyable game. i to play it, but yeah. no? it's been the same for the last couple gens of Pokemon. It's like, I was most excited going into black and white because we knew they were new. We knew yeah. it was going to be all This is like, all right, cool. Pikachu gets big. Yeah. Here's another here's another mechanic that they're not going to bring back in the next game. Right. And I'm not like it's a cool effect. I'm not sure I like it that much cuz it's like they change all the moves. So it's like, oh, well, I made this really like decent thing of I like these moves for what they do. And it's like, oh, I'll just throw the strategy away for three turns and you use the strongest move you can on the other enemy. It's like, yeah. okay, well that wasn't that was neat that I would have liked an actual hard gym battle. So we're definitely going to talk more about Pokemon Sword and Shield in the coming weeks. What's your prediction? Do you clicks with me? You think, I think this is my Pokemon? Clicks with you? I, I don't know. Well, it's very stuff, he- maybe, man. It's very helpful, I think, that it's just like, all right, cool, we got 12 hours on a plane. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, yeah, yeah, I think the yeah, timing's yeah. right for it, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll see. We definitely will see. But Plus, you're going to England at oh, one yeah. game. It feels right. It's about, you know, yeah. Let's you go. You want a fish and chip, Pikachu, do you? <laughs> fish and chippery. Uh, but, Greg, before we go, I do want to talk about a Stadia and xCloud. Oh, the streaming the future is here, Tim. I have them all in front of me. All of them. Because I did remote <laughs> play tests today, too. Whoa, just to make sure. Yeah, holy crap. Because I know you're going to come in. You're going to say, give me the He's dirt, got this, Greg. Got you, give me the dirt. Uh, what do you want to know, Tim? 
I, I want to know a lot. <laughs> I want to know. So go, let's start with Google Stadia. Because sure. I feel like that's the one that is most widely available. Just launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, founders edition. Exactly. Available. Yeah, my um, founders edition that launched on Tuesday got here today on Thursday. Great. You know what? Actually, <laughs> forget that. I want to do, give me a, your pro and con of all three. Oh, wow. One okay. pro, one con that are the overalls. We should have a show called Pro and Con. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, cool. Someone yeah. probably already put, does. Well, now no, we'll, we'll spell con K K Kind of funny pro and, and then con. We'll we should spell con K H I N. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about like con, like C O N. Yeah, no. So now we're going to need like words. Alfredo, pro gamer, my brother. Yeah, I get it. Next con. con. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay, so then, uh, grid call here. Quick shot. You got a flight to catch. Ah, uh, no, we're not that I'm worried about it now. We're fine on time. Don't worry about it. So the pro on Google Stadia. Um, It works. I think that's the it's thing. It's Well, I mean, like, no, like, we've gotten to this bro. thing, and everybody's like, has been the question of, like, what is all this going to be, and how is it going to work, and will it work, and yada, yada, yada. Google Stadia works. Like, I don't think it's as advertised in a lot of different things. I think there's a long road ahead of it on a million different things as well. What's, what's going on? Do you have to plug this thing into the phone? You do, yes. If is you, that the only way the controller if you works? you're not aware that uh, the Go- Go- Bluetooth does Google not Stadia yet. controller is currently only wireless when it's used with Chromecast. <laughs> Everywhere else it needs to be directly plugged into. But it is This coming. is what I'm talking about. A long road for Google Stadia, right? Yeah, but it works. Uh, it would be the pro there, right? In terms of uh, yeah. Yeah, screen to screen, Fran, you played on, we had Destiny going back there. You played a little on the sc- the, the computer. Wi-Fi, then we, we disconnected it. We put the Chrome. phone on it. You were playing on the on phone. You Mac picked laptop. up you picked up where you left yeah. off. It's not a bad control. The D-pad's not great, but... Yeah, well, that's going around these years. Okay. Yeah. But it uh, is working. Yeah. yeah. You see the, the con potential. is everything else. What a disaster <laughs> of a launch. What a disaster <laughs> of a launch and not having your features ready and not having your messaging ready and pissing off your core fan base and yeah, seeing the Stadia, Reddit turn on itself. Uh, the God, the fact that on launch day, I got my founder's code finally at like two in the afternoon. I, Thursday, still we got waiting. the device. You still don't have anything, right? Nope. Shipped. <laughs> but do you, have, you got your code, right? Or nope. did you not get your code even? It shipped from Mountain View. Wait, Why is it taking so long? Did you even get your code? Yeah, I don't know how deep. The short of it is I did order on my own, yeah. you know, my own uh, on, in September, my founder's edition, and it just wasn't on the way. I also reached out as a member of the press to try to look for a solution, um, and nothing really has come up there, but... Theoretically, shouldn't they just have unlimited codes to give you? Yeah, theoretically. Yeah, but from theoretically, a cons- when you you got charged, they should have sent you your code. Yeah. Let me at right least here. say this: from a consumer standpoint, <laughs> the launch is absurd to me. That for a cloud product, yeah, you couldn't at least just send me a code that if I wanted to try it on my PC and log into my account, um, I could do that. And the fact that it were it's a total tire fire from my perspective 100%. it's insane to me that they're like this is the future it's in the cloud google that's all they do is make apps in the cloud that's all i needed and like i bought it months ahead of time and you have a, a fulfillment problem it's crazy so putting that aside because i don't know maybe they they want you to have the controller and they're just not ready but uh, i'm they super upset about doing it. i think that i think the answer is they don't <laughs> fuck they're doing. very much looking forward to using the service in optimal you know environment so i couldn't even what, review what's it what's crazy is like they should like they They've rolled out other products. That's what yeah. I'm, it's absurd. A lots of other products that work well. Remember too, like the team they built Something's for Google wrong. Stadia is mm-hmm. a bunch of people who've worked in games oh, yeah. before. Yeah, right. Phil Harrison yeah. knows what he's doing. He knows he, how to launch products. He's actually I don't think he's had any responses here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's had any Does responses he? <laughs> on the it's something major is going on internally that they totally scuffed launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting that aside, it does work. <laughs> so this is the pros and cons for that. Not for a way to win over game fans, by X Cloud, I mean the the pro is that it's Xbox. It's just in beta, it's, right? Uh, yeah. The con, the con for... I think it's easier with xCloud. The con is the fact that, yeah, it's beta and it's not available to everybody. Yeah. The pro is that it's so fucking impressive. 
Like, it is, like, if this had everything going right now, then, yeah, that so, would be a game changer in terms of me wanting, like, for this English trip, of like, shit, do I bring it? Because maybe I want to play some Borderlands 3, like, if it was all working right now. Which does it's not right now. It's 50 games. It doesn't have it Borderlands 3. Does it support every game that you have? Not yet. That's in 2020. Okay, the but it will at, at some point. The announcements at XO19 were, in 2020, it'll support your library, your personal library, mm -hmm. and it'll support Game Pass. Yeah, okay. This is crazy. Yeah. And that, like, that'll be the thing. Like, that's that? a killer app, like, honestly. That's, that's what's so interesting and weird. We've been talking about this race between Stadia and xCloud for so long, and now that we're actually out of the gate on Stadia, but with xCloud making its promises the week the days before the actual real launch and a review embargo they have outmaneuvered outfoxed stadia on every aspect so far uh, my my now again you asked me about performance uh, before we came on and stuff and i was like i'll get on there right it's such a crapshoot because of the different scenarios and i don't know what were we what were our ups and downs at that moment right stadia i've had plenty of games chug get framey Destiny feels super laggy. Again, this is not apples to apples because Destiny, I'm playing a multiplayer game, so I'm it's it's not a single player experience or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got netcode as well as the XCloud. I have not had that at the same spot at my same desk going from between them. What games you playing on? Uh, on XCloud, I, I've played. Gears, I started Gears Five finally, and I was like, shit, this feels awesome. And then I wanted to do uh, another first person shooter, so I did Borderlands Two on it. And Borderlands Two, I thought ran ph phenomenally. Where it that's where I had that real gut check moment of like. Fuck. Like, if this had Borderlands 3 and Borderlands 3 ran like this, it would have been that thing. Like, I can see all the dominoes in my head of, like, mm. I should have fucking started on X Xbox instead of PlayStation. I should have... Fuck. But we're not there, so I don't have PC. to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And so anyways, though, PC. but drinking the Kool-Aid then, right, on xCloud and how well Borderlands was running is when I popped up the PlayStation controller, busted my iPad out of my travel bag and put it up and got on remote play to play it back at my house. Because that's always the thing of whenever I talk about how I'm excited about <laughs> streaming, people are always like, you have it right now with remote play. And I'm always like... Yeah, but the connection and the fact that it's my Wi-Fi to the satellite in the sky to the, my so, home's Wi-Fi to my local PlayStation. Is that port. not what the Xbox one is then? Like I, th I assumed it was using your Xbox. No, okay. xCloud is just talking to an Xbox in the sky. They, I'm, cl I'm cloud streaming <laughs> the same way. I'm, I'm uh, same Stadia, but it's xCloud. So in the future, when it option when it does use your library, that will be using your Xbox, though, right? No. No, it's all... You, you, ha you have that option for oh, okay. local play, but when you do it, no, it's up in there. Well, okay, also that's have interesting. The if I forget, they also remember... It, that's why it's confusing. They said you will be able to use your Xbox as a server in the future if you want. Yeah. But that's like if you're having the problems in the sky. Okay, but yeah. That, that maybe, but right now, no. Right now... It, it's right, all in the sky. What I'm talking about, like, again, like, xCloud is the real you know, fucking Azure. deal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, oh, who doesn't know Azure? <laughs> uh, xCloud is the real fucking deal so far. And again... This is what we go back to with Stadia. Like, why didn't you say beta? Why didn't you say early yeah, access? Yeah, thank you. XCloud is also, you know, it's beta. It's early access. So That's there's not as many people on it. There's a bunch of different things. You know, I did try to start State of Decay, and it totally was like, okay, cool, and jumped in, boom, 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 and then just, like, stayed on the screen forever and crashed. Mm. So I'm not saying, like, oh, my God, it's perfect and everything's fine. I'm running into those issues, but, like, I'm already so much more confident in this than I am in that. And it's a beta. Look at the difference in expectation. Totally. That's what, you know, I, it was the first thing I said. I'm like, I get for a marketing reason why you're calling it a Founders Edition, but wow, that really blew up in your face now. Yeah. If you had just called it a beta, um, I, you know, I would have been like, okay, early access beta. Like, I would have actually excused a lot of this. Pros That's and cons, though, for remote play, though, because I jumped over remote play, right? The con, of course, or the pro for remote play is that it's already there. It's already going. It's already on a million different devices, right? Because it's already PCs. It's already Macs. It's already I yeah. iOS. It's already Android. I couldn't do xCloud because I only supported Android exactly, for the beta. Exactly, right? And that's the whole thing of, like, there's all these different things going on, whereas PlayStation is 
this is a thing that's out now and you can get into it. The con is, again, sitting there in the same place I was running xCloud where I was playing Borderlands 2, booting up the PlayStation 4 from home, and, play, and it worked. It, it, I got in there playing Borderlands 3 on it. There was more artifacting. There was more mm. lag. Again, total, it was playable. Like, if I needed a fix of Borderlands, it was ready to go. But whereas xCloud, Borderlands 2, again, different game, felt... This feels like Borderlands 2, right? Maybe with a, you know, like you, yeah. you know how it is. You're, you right. feel it, but yeah. it's not like it's killing me. Borderlands 3 was like, okay, this is the lesser experience, and like, do I, do I want to toss a controller in my bag? And let's even say the hotel internet was doing as well as ours. Mm-hmm. Would I have had that same experience? Would it be, I, you know, uh, Malawan Takedown drop today? Mm-hmm. I want to play that, but I don't want to play that in a less than ideal way. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that kind of thing. Whereas XCloud, I think I'd have a shot yeah. at that actually working. I think remote play is, okay, cool, the that's fine. Of the yeah, bunch. but. XCloud is the winner today in terms of all the tests I was running. So with that, Malcontent Ronin writes in and says, given XCloud includes Game Pass, which itself includes all first-party titles, does this mean one could reliably sign up for the service and access most of, if not all, Scarlet exclusives without actually buying the console? That doesn't feel like an oversight. Well, he's there's a lot to that question. Reliably is a very operative phrase, a word there. Like, Well, wait, though. Isn't he just saying, like... Uh, I don't have to buy Scarlet necessarily because I can just play it in the cloud. You're going to get a different looking game uh, because it's not Scarlet in the cloud, just for clarity. right? I mean, I don't know what they're running on, but it's the same problem with Stadia. I think people are going to be very surprised. that They're like, I'm getting a, you know, a 4K PC in the cloud with the latest RTX you know, 2080 Ti. And I'm like, no, it is not that set. Well, they think that because that's what so, Google tells them. Right. Yeah, but exactly, again, yeah. it's not Scarlet in the cloud. Just for clarity, it's servers in the cloud that well, run a Scarlet game, and we'll see. We'll see. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's when they get there. It's not render like Scarlet. I, well, I don't know that. I just... Yeah. I think the point is, and Tim, you talked about this world, is we might live in a world where, you know, like Halo Infinite's coming out on uh, Xbox One as well as that. It's like you can play it on either. And so right in the middle could be xCloud performance from the cloud. But you, you get my point. It's not the same. To the long and short of it, though, xCloud doesn't include Game Pass. Xbox in 2020 will support Game Pass. Right. So you would already be you giving them both. their money for Game Pass. Right now, if you got into the xCloud beta, you jump in. There are 50 games there that are free. That are you? They want test. you to test. They want you to play. They want you to do the different stuff on. For me, jumping into State of Decay, a game or two, State of Decay two, a game that I did put a lot of hours into. I jump in and my save is there. It's it and is you Xbox. Don't need an Xbox. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how I think the question yeah, that's was. Crazy. And, yeah. and so yeah, so I'm talking in the in the. You know, I was popping achievements today in Borderlands two because I, I always played on PS3 and PS4. To his question though, of then when when okay, Game Pass is here, XCloud is here, and Scarlet Games start dropping on Game Pass. Yes, exactly. That is what Xbox is promising and talking about, is that, yeah, you'll be Oof. able to play those games on there. To France's point, right. well, they, they won't look, I'm sure, as good as running them locally, no, but won't. I don't think that's, Obviously. I think that's streaming in general but, for a long time. Right, but that was my point, is like, yeah, they've already said they want you to be, you don't need to own an Xbox to play these games in the cloud, an Xbox One right now, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's what we're moving towards. I, I mean, think, that's just crazy, because it's like, obviously, it's, it's going to look better when you have it local, right. but that's like talking about 4K Blu-ray versus 4K streaming on Netflix. That's right, mm-hmm. it is. But it's like, but if that's the difference we're talking about, I always rate the movies are twenty four frames a second. Normally, it's I mean, it gives it. people the option too, because like, let's say you do you do care a lot about how a game looks locally, you can just buy the box. Yeah. Or like, you're someone who lives somewhere like they've not solved the ISP problem. None of these services have, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a problem until ISPs get their shit together. Of like, how do I do this without running up my entire it, Comcast bill? 
and yeah. it's that's the thing we've box. seen with Stadia, right? Yeah. Where they're talking about like an hour of using Stadia, how much data, hundred yeah. megs a minute was the last yeah, thing yeah. I saw, which is mm. yeah, yeah. I'm more in Greg's camp of the I love the dominoes start falling for the convenience. Yeah, just the idea of like like I needed to log in to see a thieves, but by the way, if you're watching live today before November 22nd, you log in get a Gears ship. But like that's something I always remember when I go to bed. I'm like ah, if I had the controller and XCloud sitting yeah. next to my bed, holy cow, so cool. And I'd probably end up playing Sea of Thieves for like 30 minutes, and I'd be gaming in ways that I just wouldn't today because I don't have that. Right. That's what I'm looking forward to. I am not looking forward to setting up uh, my 4K OLED, you know, the latest Scarlet game, like you're saying, and live streaming it without the Scarlet because I want the absolute. Well, that's because you're gonna get. You are gonna have a Scarlet to do that right. though. But what but, about but the, what about I want the pose of the world? Greg's yeah. friend Poe. No, 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 absolutely. I'm just saying that is the point, Tim, right? Like, I want the fidelity, yeah. and there's going to be a difference. And I've seen it with Stadia, by the way. I think that is the biggest con for me is compressed video. <laughs> I just like, think it's crazy that the, they know that and are still doing this where it's like, what? what is the point of buying the console on a grand scale? Yeah. Well, they don't want you to buy the console, though. Like, the console costs them a lot of money to make and produce, and they lose money That's on the sale. True. They, they, they make a small margin, but you're right. Ultimately, it's... it's they want like you they to pay for the games and pay for the services. It's the Razer handle, and it's the Razers. They want you to buy the Razers, yeah. which is the software. So. Absolutely. Like, it's not it, that like they, they're not going to pull the console from your hands, but if they could get you to buy just all their stuff without buying the right. expensive and, box, they'd be fine yeah, with it. Yeah, and the point is, it should, uh, with any luck, it opens up 50 million new gamers that wouldn't have touched it otherwise. And right. that's the difference is you go from a game that sells, sells 2 million to games that sell 4 million all of a sudden without the box, and now that's where the bucks are. I yeah. mean, it's that, and I think it's the idea that it's a weird niche thing where you know i mean w explaining it to poe i don't know you know what i mean i don't know <laughs> if he would ever pull the trigger and jump right but from as we console or i mean jump hardware. to like understanding what that is and wanting to do it you know what i mean i feel like i pull him in every new generation usually right. I'm the one mean, he, the he's more like i want the box that's no, he's right. more of just like not paying that close attention to video games. Oh, but so yeah. I think that that's definitely right now with the Xbox in beta and there's Xbox Live and there's Xbox Game Pass and whatever. Yeah. But when you can just get Xbox Game Pass yep. and it's an app that you just open on your phone yeah. and then there's just a library of games that looks like Netflix mm -hmm. and then you just choose one and you click in and you're playing the game. I just, I right? mean, I think again, it, you can't undersell that's awesome and that's cool and that's a step, right? But I do think that if. Whoever nails this for us, the hardcore gamers, for the people watching this who are crazy about video games, like, legit, this makes me, if this was all running right now, I would have be, I've played Borderlands on this. Because I would have, yes. Instead of PlayStation. Because I would have, that phone? is really such a key thing to think about is that Greg Miller would give up trophies to be able to play it on the go. I'm not, I, I'm not that's being not, I'm not, That is 100% the like point that, I'm making, That means right? that it is, it is no longer just an exclusives game of oh, I'm, I'm going PlayStation because I have exclusives or whatever. And so it's it, like, and again, I'm going to play is, this here This is this back to what I was talking about earlier when Stadia was like, well, what's going to happen and how are they going to do it, blah, blah, blah. Because I was all like, well, you know, if Cyberpunk was launching on Stadia day and date with the others, there'd be a real conversation. I'm Isn't in the it? fucking xCloud. No, they, they were fishy about it. Okay. Where it's coming, but they didn't say, and correct me, you're, you're wrong as if I've got this wrong, but I've said it enough on enough shows where somebody would eat my ass by now about <laughs> it. But it is that thing of now is, it is a okay, I'm in the XCloud beta. When in 2020 is Microsoft turning the key and saying, whatever games you have, you're good to go on? Because again, that's where it gets so, I think the, to be Jedi Fallen Order. I would like I want a platinum and I want to do it. If that was on here, I'd be playing it again, and it would be that thing of yeah. all right, cool. I'm just gonna explore the maps right now and go get the totally. thing and do the thing. Twenty minutes before so, bed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm straight up watching you play Sea of Thieves. Right well, yeah, now. he said it. I've never started Sea of Thieves. I'm like, I'll log in and get Ooh. the ship. Well, how do I get it? Do I is it just gonna pop? Literally, for me? it just says as long as you play, you will get you'll get it delivered to you later. So okay, I think as long as you log in, you get. 
Insane. But this is it. I mean, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, we all know this is where the future's going. So I don't think there's a lot of people th- who don't like that idea and like. Yeah, but I don't think it's uh, the reason I think Xbox. Same as why I didn't like it. It's awesome to see it all actually happening. The ball is rolling down the hill finally. Where the reason, you know, I've talked about on so many shows, right, that Xbox has been just building this foundation with all these awesome programs and all these awesome things. And now we're here and we're watching Google fucking fall out of the cabin and roll down the hill and they don't know (laughs) what the fuck's going on. And Xbox is literally like, this is a pillar of who we are. It's not all of us. This is not what defines right. us, right? Like, it's a leg on the stool. Like, we always talk about when we launched Kind of Funny. We have different revenue models. Like, this is the thing that suddenly makes it so much more attractive to me. Uh, for you, this is such a great thing. For you, Tim, right, it was that you love 4K, you love br- beautiful visuals, you had the great TV, the great sound, the great thing. That was never what w- was going to sell me to play more games on Xbox. Being able to take my games with me no matter what, to be able to get this experience where I'm going through and doing the, the mundane tasks of gaming, of logging in and getting the thing and getting back out. like or Quick yeah. sessions without, yeah, they have yeah. to go all the way back to sit down. Yeah, Streaming as an option, I think, is probably where this market succeeds because it is not something that is suitable for everyone, whether by preference or just logistics. But I think, like, for us in this weird San Francisco video game hardcore bubble of, like, oh, actually, this works out super great. And this makes a whole lot of sense. And actually, it can be a determining factor in what consoles and what services we pick up next time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, instantaneously hopping into games is really cool, too. But I was yeah. going to say, I don't think, as well, many people's storage is getting cheap. Downloading a game, I got no problem with. So, same idea. If Games Pass, if I can download it anywhere, They're gonna get and bigger I don't need now. to stream They're, it. The, the, they are going to get bigger, but so is that. And, but and the thing the is, though, the downloads, you know that's coming. Like, you yeah. know that's going to yeah. be a functionality there. But Stadia is not doing that. So yeah. Xbox offers that, again, like, I'd be more than happy to start streaming the game. I'm like, I just want to hop in and check it out. And then maybe while it's downloading, you know, and like, man, what a world that would be, too. Right. Like, imagine starting a game you forgot to buy at launch day, if xCloud offers this at all. I don't know. But you just start playing because it's just streaming. You're like, cool. And then it's like, oh, you finished downloading 30%. You know, do you want to switch over to your hard drive version or whatever? And Well, this is what was interesting, too. You know, Schreier put out a tweet awesome. and all this st- Stadia stuff, right, where I forget. It was going back and forth. Somebody was talking about Stadia and bagging on it. And he brought up how, I forget how we got there but for playstation 5 what he's hearing right is that it's going to be no loads down play while you download down and download what you want so yeah. like they basically said that out loud yeah, yeah and so it's like we're moving to, like i've no, i say this all the time but like the next fucking two years are gonna be so this i mean 2020 is gonna be fucking awesome mm-hmm. of what the fuck is gonna happen ending this generation moving to the next generation might be the most interesting moment we've ever had in video games yeah. add on i mean half-life VR. It's, it's huge yeah. it's kind of no, what I, we were talking about with pokemon with the idea of the gaming industry for adults is about things getting more convenient. Of like, well, I don't want to go out every... Like, when the game release date, I don't want to fucking go to Best Buy or Toys R Us or whatever and pick up a copy of the game. I don't want to d- wait for it to download. I just want it to exist. I want this like to go fast. I want to just start streaming, whatever. I don't have time for the rigmarole that goes around this bullshit all the time. So... I'm looking forward to seeing what they what the decision is. Cause like the next step of streaming is not streaming gets better necessarily. It's what can you integrate into streaming to make it a better value add and the stuff like the Game Pass stuff and like I'm assuming eventually Stadia is going to have to just go subscription fee because they know how bullshit this is right now. Like that's going to be the stuff that's interesting to me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast. Great conversation. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more about the streaming stuff. I can't wait to hear you talk about Pokemon in a few come. weeks. Oh, I'm stoked about that, too. <laughs> um, but uh, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. You're wrong to let us know if we got anything wrong during this episode. We will correct it later. Um, but until then, I love you. <laughs>